I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Coffee Break Italian, Season 3, Episode 2. Salve a tutti e bentornati a Coffee Break Italian. Io sono Mark. Salve a tutti e io sono Francesca. Come stai Francesca oggi? Benissimo Mark, grazie. E tu? Benissimo, tutto bene. Allora, cosa facciamo oggi? Oggi continuiamo con lo stesso argomento dell'episodio precedente, i pronomi diretti. Però li combiniamo con i verbi composti, eh, soprattutto eh, pensiamo al passato prossimo, ecco. Okay, so we're continuing on from where we left off last time. Last time we were looking at the direct object pronouns, but this time we're looking at them in particular situations, particularly with compound tenses. And uh, we're focusing, as Francesca said, on the passato prossimo, the, the, the perfect tense, as we call it in English. I think we're ready to get started. What was that expression again? Let me see if I remember it. Pando um, alle ciance? Bravissimo, Mark. Allora, diamo inizio alle danze. Okay. Okay, Francesca, where, where did we take things to last time? Yes, last time we introduced the concept of uh, a direct object uh, in grammar, so mm-hmm. the person or the thing that comes uh, after a transitive uh, uh, verb. And we also introduced uh, the, the new grammar point of direct object pronouns, that is, those pronouns that repl- replace a direct object in order to make the conversation flow better and uh, avoid the repetitions. That's right. Okay, and we, we looked at all those different pronouns for um, me, ti, lo, la, ci, vi, li, le, and even the formal la with the capital L or the optional capital L. Um, we also saw where they came, didn't we? Yes, the position in the sentence mm-hmm. is always before the verb, which is really important. It's a fixed position which we, ha- we have to respect when we speak or write in Italian. And the other thing I remember that we spoke about was the whole idea of where the the direct object pronoun goes when we're talking about an infinitive. Yes, we said that if we have an infinitive, the direct object pronoun has to go after it, but forming one word by dropping the a 
of the uh, infinitive. However, if we have uh, modal verbs uh, like volere, potere, dovere, we have uh, the, the option, the alternative of uh, having uh, the direct object pronoun before or, uh, or after the, the two verbs. That's right. So if, for example, we said, um, I want to do it, then we've got two options. We can say lo voglio fare or as an alternative voglio farlo and farlo has to be one word. Exactly. Okay, so far so good then. We've, we've looked at various aspects of these direct object pronouns but what happens when it comes to a compound tense where we've got a, an auxiliary verb and the past participle like for example with the perfect tense, the passato prossimo? Yes, there is an important thing that we have to do in cases like this. Uh, obviously, we are aware of the gender and number of the direct object pronoun we are using, and this affects the ending of the past participle. So we have to change the past participle uh, so that it agrees in gender and number with the direct object pronoun but not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's sounding a little bit complicated. I think maybe some examples would, would be helpful here. Okay, uh, we're talking in particular about uh, lo, la, li and le. So when we're using these four direct object pronouns, the past participle has to agree in gender and number with them. For example, uh, if I say, hai uh, visto Marcello? So, have you seen Marcello? Okay, and we want to answer the, this question by avoiding the repetition of Marcello. We simply want to say, yes, I saw him or yes, I've seen him. What can we do, Mark? Well, first of all, what do we use to replace Marcello? Well, Marcello is a male, therefore we would use a masculine direct object pronoun, lo. So, lo, and then I have seen and mm -hmm. I could say, I saw him yesterday, for example. Si. So I could say, si, lo visto ieri. And that lo is L apostrophe H-O because our direct object pronoun is coming before the auxiliary verb. Lo visto ieri. Yes, that's right. We're using L apostrophe instead of lo because obviously H is mute in Italian. Mm -hmm. So although it's written, we don't really hear it or pronounce it. So it's like having two O one after the other. So we can uh, drop the first O of lo and just have L apostrophe in front of both parts of the verb. So L apostrophe O. Visto. Perfect. I have seen him. Okay, so lo visto ieri. And we can't say lo visto ieri. So we run it together. Lo visto ieri. L apostrophe H-O visto ieri. I've seen him yesterday or I saw him yesterday. Our standard perfect tense. Exactly. So far, so good. Yeah. This is like here, there is nothing new, really. It's like uh, basically what we said uh, in the previous episode. Uh, but if I say to you, Mark, Mark, hai chiamato Giulia? Hai uh, chiamato Giulia? Okay, I see where you're going here because in this one, we have to do something different to the chiamato uh, because the direct object... Giulia, which si. is being replaced by la, si. is coming before the full verb. So we say, si, lo chiamata ieri. 
Bravissimo, Mark. And here we see something really, really important because we have the direct object pronoun for feminine singular in front of the whole verb. We want the past participle to have the same agreement, a feminine singular agreement in this case. So, chiamata. Okay, and it's just important to, to point out here that the when I said that lo chiamata ieri, the lo is really saying la o. Si. So the la is referring to Giulia and then the o sound obviously is the H-O of avere for our auxiliary verb for a perfect tense. So lo chiamata ieri is actually L apostrophe H-O and that L apostrophe is really a la. Sounds a little bit complicated when we see it in audio format, but if you're looking at the notes, then you'll see that clearly. See, sí, exactly. Just imagine that we are saying la o chiamata ieri, but we wouldn't normally say that in Italian or write it because it doesn't really flow well. It doesn't, it's not easy to, to pronounce. So it, the, the, the normal thing to do is drop the letter A of la and place an apostrophe instead and pronounce it lo. Benissimo. So we've seen then, obviously nothing really happens with lo, elo, with la, we have to change the end of our uh, past participle to reflect that. So it takes an, an a sound. What about the plurals? The plural is the same logic. So if we take the masculine plural li, and for example, I'm asking you another question. Hai mangiato i panidi? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, li ho mangiati tutti. <laughs> Perfetto, Mark. So basically we are replacing i panini, which is masculine plural, and using the masculine plural direct object pronoun li. And because of that, we want the past participle, which is mangiato technically, to agree with it with a masculine plural ending. So mangiati. Perfetto. So, li ho mangiati tutti. Now, in that case, we don't make it L apostrophe because it's the plural sound. Is that correct? Yes, with the li and the le, which we will see in a second, uh, there is never the apostrophe unless it's poetry or a song or very old Italian. But in uh, standard contemporary Italian, it's only lo and la, which can be used with the apostrophe. Okay. So what about uh, a feminine plural version? Let's see, I asked you, um, hai trovato le chiavi? Okay, uh, I can give you a negative answer, so we can also go through the negative. And I can say, no, non le ho ancora trovate. Okay, so there we're seeing trovate. It's agreeing with the le, le referring obviously back to le chiavi. Have you found the keys? And Francesca said, no, I've not found them yet. No, non le ho ancora trovate. So the trovate agreeing with the keys. Molto bene. That's sì, the, sì, è facile. È facile, vero? sì. <laughs> the, the good thing is that the, the expected things happen. Once we establish that there's, a, there's an agreement here, um, the expected agreements always take place. So we've got O, A, I, E um, with the, the masculine singular, feminine singular, masculine plural and feminine plural. Sì. 
Now we need to see what happens with the other pronouns. <laughs> so we've had the me, you, the, us, and, and you all, and so on. So what happens with these ones? I think it's good news, Mark, because with the other pronouns, the agreement is optional. So you can decide uh, whether you want uh, uh, the past participle to agree with the direct object pronoun me, te, she, or v. Uh, and it's really up to you. There is no right or, or wrong. And again, I think we can, uh, uh, we can give a couple of examples. So this concept is, uh, is clearer. Okay. Let's, let's hear some examples. Examples then. Okay, for example, I could say, I as a woman could say, Ieri mio fratello mi ha chiamato. Okay, so yesterday my brother called me. But because I'm a woman, I could also change uh, the ending to the past participle because he called me, and me is referred to myself, Francesca. I could, as an option, say, Ieri mio fratello mi ha chiamato. Ta, because that me is uh, a feminine singular uh, direct object pronoun because it replaces Francesca in this case. Okay, so there, mi ha chiamata. Francesca could say it. Let's think of another example. I could say, i miei figli ed io siamo andati alla festa. Sì. Um, and Giulia invited us. Ci ha invitato Giulia? Sì. Or... Sì. Ci ha invitati, Giulia. Bravissimo, perfetto, Mark. Either or, they're both grammatically correct, they're both clear, and you're free to choose between one or the other. Now, we could say here that um, it's quite good because you can just uh, forget about it, in a sense. You, you don't yes. need to worry. <laughs> however, however, it's good to have it in your memory because, obviously, you do have to do this with the lo, la, li, and le, uh, therefore, maybe if you've got it in your head and make the conscious decision to go for with or without an agreement for the me and t and g and v, then you're you're doing that grammatical decision making as you're as you're speaking. That's the ideal sí. scenario. <laughs> exactly. And it's really important to stress that with lo, la, li and le, the agreement is compulsory. You don't have an option there. You must have the agreement. Excellent. Okay, um, let's have a couple of other examples here, with, maybe with the, the, the V or the, the T or something like that. Okay, uh, imagine uh, I'm, I'm seeing Elisa and I want to tell her that I saw her yesterday uh, at the gym, for example. Okay. So I could say, Elisa, ti ho visto in palestra. Okay. But I can also have the agreement with Elisa and say, Elisa, ti ho vista. In palestra. Yeah, okay. So, ti ho visto or vista. Regardless, both are optional. Both are, 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 are correct. Okay. If, if I saw a group of friends, uh, my, my friends, I, I, could I say something like, ragazzi, vi ho visto in città or sì. vi ho visti in città? Esatto, sì. Vi ho visto or vi ho visti. And if you only uh, saw a group of uh, female friends, let's say. Okay. Uh, then I would say, ragazze, vi ho viste or visto uh, in città or al parco sì. or in palestra. Sì, perfetto, Marco. Bravissimo. Molto bene. Okay. Is there anything that changes when we're using negative structures? I know that you've, you gave us one example, but is there anything else we need to, to think of there? 
And uh, no, we just have to really remember the fixed uh, word order, mm -hmm. which is uh, non, the direct object pronoun, and uh, the verb or the compound uh, verb in this case, and uh, the agreement uh, if uh, uh, if necessary. So it's really important to have non uh, before the direct object pronoun. Okay, after the break, we're going to be listening to a conversation uh, where we're going to be hearing lots of these uh, direct object pronouns in this sense with the, the compound tenses, particularly the, the perfect tense. And when we're using the perfect tense, there are, there are some words that are very common, Francesca, aren't there? Si, ad esempio, ancora, eh, già. Eh, these words uh, have actually been discussed in uh, in season two of Coffee Break Italian. It must have been approximately episode twenty, if my <laughs> uh, if my memory is still working. I will take your word for that, Francesca. Halfway through season two. <laughs> okay, we'll be back in just a moment then with our conversation. In addition to the podcast version of Coffee Break Italian Season 3, we are also putting together a full course on the Coffee Break Academy, where you'll be able to access bonus materials to help you make even better progress with your Italian. That's right. Not only will you be able to enjoy an ad-free audio version of each lesson, we'll also provide a bonus episode in which we'll go through every detail of the dialogues and a third episode for each lesson in which Francesca will be testing us with some translation challenges based on the lesson topic. Of course, there are comprehensive notes and a video version of each lesson too. Visit coffeebreakitalian.com and follow the links for season three there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back. Today we are talking about direct object pronouns and how they work with compound tenses like the perfect tense and the pluperfect tense and other compound tenses that we've yet to discover on our Coffee Break Italian journey. 
Now, we're going to be listening to a dialogue now, and we're delighted to be joined by Maurizio, a member of the Coffee Break Italian team. Francesca, can you tell us a little about this dialogue? See, this dialogue uh, is a conversation between uh, three friends, uh, Daniela, uh, a woman, and two men, Diego and uh, and Mirko, okay. <laughs> you've just mentioned, uh, Maurizio being uh, Mirko, and they are preparing uh, a party. So they are going through all the things uh, that they have to do in order to make sure that the, the party goes, uh, uh, goes really well. So it's like a, a checklist uh, kind of. Of dialogue. And in this dialogue, listen out for those agreements of the past participles following the use of the direct object pronouns. You'll hear a number of them in the dialogue. Allora, cominciamo! Certo! Allora, ragazzi, siamo pronti per la festa? Più o meno. Ci sono ancora tanti preparativi da ultimare. Dobbiamo sbrigarci, non possiamo lasciare sempre tutto all'ultimo minuto. Diego, hai ordinato le pizze? Sì, tranquilla, tranquilla. Le ho ordinate ieri e arrivano oggi verso le otto. Perfetto. Poi abbiamo una torta, giusto? Certo, l'ha fatta mia madre questa mattina. Che torta ha fatto? La mamma di Mirko ha fatto la mille foglie, ma è una sorpresa. Diego, acqua in bocca. Va bene, va bene. Non lo dico a nessuno. Una cosa importante, ragazzi. I tavoli. Oh cielo, ma non li hanno ancora portati? Io non li ho visti, ma forse li porta il fratello di Gisella più tardi. La puoi chiamare per sicurezza? L'ho chiamata prima, ma come sempre ha il telefono spento. Tipico. Gisella è proprio svampita. Ieri non mi ha nemmeno visto al supermercato e pensare che ero davanti a lei in coda alla cassa. Vabbè, non perdiamoci in chiacchiere. Avete invitato Sandro e Monica? Sì, li ho invitati io. E il cugino di Marcello? L'ha invitato Diego, vero? Giusto. Ok, bene. Allora, mancano i palloncini, ragazzi. Li ho ordinati online. Sicuramente stanno per arrivare. Sono molto carini, Daniela. Guarda, ecco un'immagine. Wow! Non li avevo mai visti di questo colore. Grandi, ragazzi! Siete davvero una squadra fantastica! Ci devi pagare bene! Cosa? Tranquilla, stiamo scherzando! Siete terribili, voi due! Non vi ascolto più! Dai, sai che ti vogliamo bene! Ma... Parlando di cose importanti, com'è questo vino? Non so, non l'ho mai provato. Era in offerta e così ho deciso di comprarlo. Forse dovremmo assaggiarlo. Per sicurezza, non si sa mai. Che idea geniale, Mirko, ti adoro. Daniela, tu che ne pensi? Sì, dai, veloci, prendiamo i bicchieri. Ragazzi, organizzare feste con voi è sempre un piacere. Cin cin! Cin cin! cin. Okay, it sounds like they're getting ready for the party and they've maybe started the celebrations a little a little early. Sì, mi sembra. <laughs> Can you give us a little bit of a, a summary of what's been happening here? We're going to go through the, the conversation in detail in our bonus episode, but for now, let's have a, a summary of, of the, the conversation now, Francesca. 
Okay, Mark. So, as I said before, three friends, Daniela, Mirko, and Diego, are discussing all the arrangements for a, for a party. And Daniela, as you probably noticed, is a little bit anxious because not everything is ready. Uh, but the other two friends are trying their best to uh, reassure her. Uh, Diego has ordered the pizzas, and they'll be they'll be arriving at eight o'clock. And Mirko's mom has baked a cake but it's a surprise <laughs> and uh, Gisella's brother is in charge of the tables which haven't arrived yet so Diego tries to phone Gisella who is not taking the call <laughs> I'm not really surprised I think Gisella is a little bit distracted sometimes I think as far as I understand Esatto, hai capito bene Mark uh, Indeed Mirko uh, says that this is not a surprise and uh, uh, she didn't even notice uh, him in the supermarket yesterday so yes, you're right Poverina <laughs> Sì And what else? Daniela uh, then uh, wants to double check that some other people have been uh, invited and also the balloons have been uh, ordered uh-huh. and uh, yes Diego and Mirko yes, reassure her and uh, well jokingly uh, they ask Daniela to to pay them for all the work they have done <laughs> they're not paid in, in cash but they, they end up sort of paying each other in in a glass of wine don't they <laughs> si si esatto they all have uh, a glass of wine towards the end they seem a little bit uh, more uh, more relaxed and yes the conversation finishes with a nice chin chin <laughs> which <laughs> is reassuring they're obviously just checking the wine to make sure it's okay you know that's that's the, the main purpose of them of them checking the wine of course it seems really <laughs> wise to me <laughs> Okay, we are almost uh, done for this episode. That's almost it. However, uh, we will be going through this conversation in greater detail in our bonus episode. Now, if you've got access to the bonus materials, then you can go straight on with that and work your way through the full discussion of the dialogue. And we'll be going through all of the vocabulary and grammar. And of course, there's also the, the translations that you can look forward to as part of our bonus materials. If you don't yet have this, then simply head over to the Coffee Break Academy at coffeebreak.com academy.com where you'll be able to find that. Allora, è, è tutto per oggi? No, Mark, c'è ancora una cosina. Ah, certo. Hai dimenticato. <laughs> allora, cos'è la cosina di oggi? Uh, it's another nice idiomatic expression because we have talked about uh, friendship and everything that can be achieved when friends uh, work well together. Mm-hmm. Uh, for today, I have chosen chi trova un amico Trova un tesoro. Ah, che bello. Chi trova un amico, so whoever finds a friend, trova un tesoro, finds a treasure. Sì, bravissimo, Mark. And it's one of these sort of proverbs where you use chi, and it literally means who, but it kind of means whoever or anyone who finds a friend. Chi trova un amico, trova un tesoro. Bravissimo, Mark. Perfetto. And I hope uh, our listeners uh, can all use uh, this idiomatic expression, uh, thinking of their own uh, lives. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, that is it for this episode. We hope you've enjoyed learning about the direct object pronouns and how they work with the compound tenses. 
Sì, Mark, a me sembra che tu abbia capito abbastanza bene come funzionano i pronomi diretti. Li ho capiti benissimo, Francesca. Ci sono sono alcune regole nuove, ma le ho imparate bene. Oh, mamma mia, Mark! Vedo che hai imparato benissimo, allora. Sei sempre sempre molto veloce ad imparare, tu, bravissimo. We will be back soon with the next episode in our series. Until then, grazie mille e arrivederci! Alla prossima, ciao ciao! You have been listening to a Coffee Break Languages production for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2021 Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2021 Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.